Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 28, Past Lives. Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. We're going to gather around the water cooler today and have a chat about the movie Past Lives. We decided to take a look at movies that we think might get nominated for Best Picture at the upcoming Academy Awards. And this one has got a little bit of buzz around it. So, Zach, why don't you start us off? Tell us what you th- what you think of the movie Past Lives. Well, I thought it was a very well-crafted, very uh, interesting story-driven kind of relationship movie. It should be something that would be kind of boring, but I didn't feel like I was that bored in it. It was uh, an hour and 45 minutes, and it felt like it kind of moved at the way that it should move. And I really liked, there, there are a lot of little, little subtle subtextual things going on about the different characters. Um, so you have Haesung and uh, Na, Na Young, who um, ends up taking on an English name, Nora. And the two of them are, are young, young children in Seoul, uh, South Korea. And they, um, they're kind of best buds as kids. And then uh, Nora and her family move away to, I believe, Canada initially. Yep. They immigrate to Cam- Canada. Yep. And then, um, and then she eventually ends up in New York as a writer. Uh, so they, they kind of drift off and then... And, um, don't really hear from each other. 12 years go by and then both of them just kind of naturally start seeking out each other and find out that they're also, each one of them are, are looking for the other. And then they kind of rekindle over the internet and then they, um, and then another 12 years passes and they uh, eventually are able to meet up in, in New York when uh, Sung comes to, uh, to visit her. Uh, so that's, that's the plot in a nutshell. And, um, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I, I think it's because mainly because I didn't really know what to expect. I, I was going into it completely blind. I had no idea, other than it was kind of a relationship movie, um, which could go either way. Like sometimes you've got a good relationship movie, which I think this one is, and then other times you've got sort of like rom com territory, which it's just you know pressing all yeah. the buttons for all the wrong reasons. I think my favorite character was Arthur, the um, eventual. Uh, husband of of nora uh just because i think he's he's got the most interesting story arc going on and it's it is very very behind the scenes like he you know he doesn't have a lot of screen time but i really like how he's got this sort of love for nora and yet he's just got to be this third wheel and kind of just deal with with this thing that she's going through where where she's kind of finding this uh, childhood friend and um, what that means that, you know, the different, uh, different feelings that, that, that evokes. Um, well, I feel like I've talked enough. So uh, Matt, how, what do you think about this? one? Well, I'm going to start with uh, saying I'm glad I bought it because it was $3 more than renting it. Yeah. Huh. So did um, it was, it was for me, at least I also bought it. It was uh, $7 to rent in Ultra HD or $10 to buy. Is that what you got to? Uh, it was $5.99 to rent and $8.99 to buy. So, nice. Yeah, I did not care for it. <laughs> I thought it was really, really slow. I didn't care for the whole love triangle thing that happens towards the end. The emotions are really muted in it, like Astro City. But 
I didn't get any aliens, so that's a knock against it. <laughs> no boobs, no explosions, and no aliens. That's there bullshit. Aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it was it was an interesting story overall, but I felt like it could have been done in a half hour. And there were lots of times they were just showing shots of New York or Seoul, and I was like, man, it's like they had a big clump of stock footage they had to work through and force it into the movie because it just kind of didn't add anything for me. But anyway, I thought it was boring. Dan, what'd you think? Uh, well, I, I couldn't disagree with you more, Matt. Uh, so <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, I, it's the kind of movie that I like because it's, it's not a people get what they want movie necessarily. It's a, like sort of um there is no right answer like i i found i don't know like i i found yes it's quiet yes it's it's you could say it's slow but it didn't feel slow to me it just felt like the right tone and pace like it was unhurried but it didn't it wasn't too slow or didn't take too long um that's subjective obviously um people like what they like as far as that stuff but really worked for me on that in that regard um, I just, uh, I just found it really like, you're right. Not, not a ton happens. Um, Zach, you mentioned that too. Feels like it should be boring, but I was not, I was not bored. I was, I was actually like at the edge of my seat when he actually shows up. I was like, what in the hell is going to happen now? You know, cause right. you don't really know what's going to happen. And there's so much tension and even like the sort of every interaction between, you know, the three main uh, characters, uh, for that last third of the movie. I thought it was a uh, it was interesting how it explored the sort of uh, divergence. You know, you, uh, something happens in life and you gain something. I think the mother of um, of Nora even says, "You give up something, but you gain something also." Mm-hmm. So what what Nora gained was her life in New York with her husband, which is good. Maybe not mind blowing, or it's not it's no Pulitzer Prize or you know Tony or or Nobel Prize. But yeah. it's a good, solid life. But they're also in their like mid thirties, I believe. And I think maybe there's a little hint of what what could have been or wanderlust. I also found it interesting um, how there was a real contrast between the two the two male protagonists. If you can count Arthur as a protagonist, he is <laughs> he's this interesting, like specific, like American, like modern American male archetype like sensitive and, you know, sort of wants to give space. I thought it was interesting how when they were lying in bed at one point earlier in the movie, not when they're having their discussion at night in the dream, but in the morning when they're talking about uh, whether they're going to have chicken wings, the traditional visual you get is the man's lying in bed and the woman's like curled up over top of him. But mm. I thought I thought it was deliberate that they inverted that where he is the he is not the one who has this traditional power in the relationship. Right. Because he feels like she's maybe too good for him. And he's so he's just he, he's very different than and this, none of this is bad. I, I wouldn't say, you know, I don't think these are these are negatives for the character, um, like if he was a real person. But the contrast with the more traditional South Korean I mean, she says to him, there's that monologue where she's talking about meeting him for the first time. And she says the word Korean about 17 times in, right. in one minute. And he's just like, <laughs> OK, <laughs> but uh, but he, she describes him as he's very masculine in a Korean way, sort of a little more traditional. And to her, it feels particularly traditional, I would imagine, because it's, 
you know, what she kind of grew up with till she was 12. And so there's a real contrast between the two characters and you feel like she is pulled in both directions, but you know, you, you don't really know what you would have had, had, you know, they talk, they talk about this over and over again. I just thought it was incredibly well-written and delicate, but if it doesn't catch your interest early on, I could, I could understand it being boring if it's not your, your type of thing, but I was fascinated by it. Uh, I thought it was amazingly well acted and written. I liked the, the, director's choices there was a very quiet there was not a whole lot of showiness but there were some like long tracking shots and yeah i found it uh beautiful and and fascinating and i thought it was amazing dave what are you what are your thoughts are you team matt on this one or you what do you think i am where do you what is your prediction i th- i think you liked it that's what i, I think i absolutely loved it um and i am also very glad that and not sarcastically glad that i <laughs> that i purchased it because um, I, I have every intention of watching this again and i wish i had uh, purchased uh the previous a24 uh installation that we watched which was uh everything everywhere all at once mm. there's something going on in this studio that is phenomenal they didn't spend a lot of money to make this movie and it was beautiful the cinematography was fantastic and it was all i mean maybe there was some cg in it i don't know you certainly couldn't tell i don't know where they would have needed to but it was shot just in this great artistic style but with extreme simplicity Mm. and like that last scene where they are standing in front of that garage yeah. And then you've got that perfect symmetry. You've got these gorgeous colors of the dark, the dark uh, door you know, behind it. And then there's, you know, it's just, just gorgeous, gorgeous cinematography the whole time. And New York city is a great backdrop for that and makes it easy, I think. But I, I guess, you know, Matt, you said you felt like the, uh, it was a whole bunch of extra stock footage that they used to just pad the runtime. But I think, and maybe that's a bit of a trope, but I think the New York City gets to be a character in a lot of movies. And um, we've got a little bit of that going on here too, where it's the character, the the, uh, uh, the man from Korea is coming and meeting New York City as part of the story. So he's he's in this strange world and you, and you have, and you get to see him experience that for the first time. So I think that was really neat. And then, man, the... Uh, like you, Zach, I definitely identified the most with Arthur and, you know, he's the only white uh, male protagonist mm-hmm. in, the, in the, it's, it's going to be a little racist, Dave. It's yeah. I mean, it, if I were to say I identified with the Korean woman, that, that might be a little, a uh, little bit of a stretch, but, but yeah, I, I feel, you know, I can definitely identify with his character a lot because, you know, I don't know. I just, it, he's trying to do the right thing, right? Yeah, he wants to be he wants to do the right yeah. thing. He wants to be uh give his wife the uh the opportunity to get to back together with this childhood friend. Um he wants to be trusting and caring and loving and supportive. Um and I totally can empathize with that. Um, not that my wife, not that I ha- have to worry about a man from Korea coming and uh, taking my wife, <laughs> but I, I hope. <laughs> you, never, you never know what the future holds. <laughs> so, I suppose he probably didn't think he had to worry about that either. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> until it was yeah. upon him. But um, yeah, and then, man, that last scene where you know they're at that point, um, what's it called? The. Uh, 
the the moment of fate or uh, in Yun, uh, if I'm saying mm-hmm. that wrong, I'm sorry, but um, mm-hmm. where they have this that that last meeting and they're talking about when they're going to meet again in in their next life or whatever. Yeah, it's I just think, such a powerful moment. Yeah, I what I felt in that moment was he, like you can see them as they're waiting for the Uber and they slowly start facing each other and you're like. I mean, if you give a shit about the characters at this point, maybe Matt was not didn't care. But <laughs> yeah. you're thinking, are are they? Are they they're they're subtly moving towards each other, and they're not saying anything. And you're thinking, are, are they gonna? Are they are they gonna kiss? Are they gonna? Right. You know, are they gonna hop in the Uber together? You know, like you don't you're not sure what exactly is gonna happen. There's a lot of tension, and then I think he gives her an out at the end when the Uber shows up, and he's like, hey, you know, maybe this is just our we're on our way to the life that we're together. And this is a, this is, this will be our past life in the future. So he gives her a sort of, it's maybe not over. If you, if you want to trick yourself into thinking that that's a nice out for you. So you can go back to your happy, you know, solid life and not throw it all away. And I thought that was a, a, I didn't know how they were going to end the movie, but I thought they ended it very like it, it, it made sense, but it was also really difficult for her. Yeah, and I can under I can understand I can empathize as a a truly woke uh, white man with a <laughs> <laughs> with a Korean woman a Korean yes. uh, Canadian American woman because you know that feeling of what when I made that decision what did I miss out on and here it is in front of me at a, at a crucial time in my life when I feel like I've sort of settled into an uncomfortable or a comfortable adult existence and right. Do I pull the trigger? It. I thought it was really, really well done. I don't think it's the movie for everybody. You know, Matt is a good example of people that might be bored by it. But if it works for you, I, I think it's really, really well done. Well, yeah. I I never felt that tension. I never felt like she was going to leave her husband. I always felt like this is like um, the Korean guy's name. What's it again? Uh, he sung. He sung. I always thought this was kind of like his journey of moving on, but I've never, yeah. for once, thought she would leave her husband. Yeah, I just and I felt that pretty early on. Just it felt. I don't know. There were no surprises for me. I guess I agree with you, Matt. I didn't ever feel like her relationship with Arthur was was in peril, but I do feel there there was a genuine. Uh, concern for what she had missed out on, yeah, or what she had had lost. But you can't, you can't have both things. That's the yeah, and, the, the, and, the and thing that, that's movie. where the conflict is. Is you can't, you can't have the two things. And yeah, and I found, I found it very intriguing. And then the the fact that at the very end she goes back to Arthur and just breaks down crying, right? And then he's got to, he's got to be there and be the supportive partner, even though it's something he can't, he can't understand. And it's something that isn't good for him necessarily. Like it's his wife crying because she missed out on a whole other life that he's not a part of, but he's still there being supportive of her. Yeah. I thought that was a, a fantastic ending. Yeah. And I, I would say, you know, whether or not people think that she's going to leave her husband for the other person, I think the husband, Arthur, clearly demonstrates that he's worried that she's going yes. to leave but he doesn't feel like he, it would be worse if he tries to say, no, you can't see him or, you know, tries to control her sorting through her feelings on it. Yeah. I really like how the, uh, the characters did the things that, you know, rational, normal people would do instead Mm -hmm. of just 
shoehorning in their reactions and things just because of because of the you know moving the plot in a certain way like like when um Haesong and and Nora are are having their Skype sessions and she uh, you know asks to cut it off and you can tell Haesong is very very upset by this and um and he does show you know a little bit of emotion there uh, of of his frustration but he also relents and and just c- kind of gives up and is like okay yeah we'll we'll, we'll do this we'll, we'll we'll do this and that's that's what like normal people you know you you got people that go go off the handle and just blow up at a person but these guys are smart characters all all of them and they understand that if if they go down that path they they jeopardize they jeopardize future situations right yeah there's a cost to yeah. any decision i also the last scene i wanted to mention that that struck me as being very well written and acted was the scene um in the middle of the night with arthur and and nora i thought it was it was interesting how because they're both writers they get to uh they it makes sense for them to talk about the story in a sort of meta yeah. way how oh, i can't compete with this guy this is like a this is like a fairy tale you know right childhood sweetheart travels all the way across the world and I thought that was interesting how they addressed that. And I also, the other thing they did in that conversation, which was good and which is why you understand where Arthur's fear comes from is because he says that she dreams in Korean or she, she speaks out loud in Korean in her sleep. And so he feels like there's a part of her he can never be a part of. And it's that exact part that Hey Sung is, is a part of because he is Korean and is, is that whole part of her life that Arthur can never quite really understand. And I thought it was interesting how they just talked it through and it was always at times it was a little bit sharp. And at times, you know, maybe they didn't say the the nicest thing to each other, but it wasn't yeah. cruel. And it felt like a real relationship where sometimes you, you rub someone the wrong way a little bit, but then you, you try to do the right thing and say, yeah, but, you know, I do love you. And he's like, I know. But at the same time, I always feel maybe maybe, I, maybe you shouldn't or, you know, maybe 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 you're too good for me. And right. I just thought it was it was really carefully written, and really well acted. Yeah, it was it was really good. Matt, and on. what about that opening scene where where they're they're at the bar, which which mm. is what comes up later on, <laughs> yeah. and you've got the outside perspective of other people in the bar trying to yeah. figure out what's going on just based yeah. on body language. I really liked how that set it up. That was such a great way to it was it was you know bookended because it, it you also have the bar scene at, towards the end. But yep. I just really liked how how we don't know who these characters are. But we start off with this idea, this perception of what's going on, and it's not that far away. Like their their body language in that scene, the, the you know Nora and Haesung are have this intrinsic childhood mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. and and they're you know in a lot of ways they're kind of ignoring Arthur throughout that scene. So I really liked how that set it up in such a just kind of really basic basic way of of you know this is this is your opening to these characters and now we're going to actually get to know them and find out what's going on with yeah. them throughout the course of the movie yeah that's really cool well if anyone if anyone has anything else to say let, let by all means but maybe we should jump to our oscar predictions yeah all right so why don't we uh why don't we start with the acting um do we think anyone is going to get nominated for uh best or supporting actor actress i'd say greta lee for best actress is fairly likely i think you can make a case for um what's his name Tao Yu for for best actor although i think mm-hmm. greta lee had a 
had more going on in her part. And I think you can yeah. make a case for John Magaro being a, a best supporting actor. Yeah. Um, what do you I, guys think? I won't be surprised if all three of them get nominated. Um, I, I, I doubt that all three will just because there's only five yeah. spots for each thing. Mm-hmm. But um, from what we've seen, you know, the movies we've watched so far for this, I, I think they have acted just as well as uh, just about any of the other possible nominations. So I, that won't surprise me one bit. Matt, you, you, uh, as a non-liker of the movie, do you think that the acting is is likely to get a uh, get a nomination for anyone? I don't know if it'd get a nomination, but I thought the acting was good. I enjoyed all three of those actors in it. Yeah. You you just want the 30, 35 minute version of the same story? Yeah, just cut it down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do we think of like uh, costume design and makeup and hair and production and all that stuff? There's nothing that really jumps out about any of that. It all seemed well done, but it's yeah, not flashy. It, so it was all fine. Yeah, I think flashiness tends to get the awards in in this situation. I agree. Uh, what about cinematography? I think it should. I, I don't know that it will. I mean, this is one of yeah. those smaller smaller indie films that may may get completely overlooked. Although I did, I, I think that it did get nominated for at least. Um, one or two uh, Golden Globes. Yeah. So it's yep. not getting that overlooked. Um, but I, I thought the cinem- cinematography was great, but I'm sure there's probably five five other films that are going to be considered higher up on the rung than these than this one is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's any way it's getting it, but I, I thought it was quite beautifully done in a very quiet way. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it'll get nominated because, it, again, it's not flashy, but I'd loved, I loved the look of it. Um, what about uh, screenplay? I think it definitely should. I think that's that's its yeah. one of its strongest points is the writing is just really sharp, mm-hmm. really spot but, on, but also not over overwrought or overdone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the interesting thing too, while we're talking about the screenplay, is that this was written and directed by a first time director. I think she's a playwright, and this is very autobiographical. Uh, what a great job for your first time out! It, oh it looks goodness, yeah. and is written beautifully. I, I'm really impressed. I'm curious to see what she makes next. Yeah. Um, directing. I don't think so. It just doesn't do that much. I, I think you could make a case for it, but there's only five slots. And I think they'll they'll go with a more uh, a more uh, directory uh, option. And then what do we think? Should this get one of the 10 slots for best picture? I think it probably will. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, so, too. I agree. Matt, do you think it'll get nominated for best picture? It could. I don't know. <laughs> that's like this, this garbage i guess whatever no nope. wasn't for me yeah I no it's, that's that's a totally fair if, reading you know if you don't if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you i don't know if me of 20 years ago would have loved it when i felt like i had more time but it just felt really really slow and the whole time i'm like uh I've got to paint Gretchen's office. I got to do this. I got to do that. And these people won't shut up. Sounds like you were in the perfect mindset to watch a a quiet, quiet movie. Yeah. I I do think, yeah, I do think how you come into a movie really does affect like what your expectations are, whether you're stressed out or rushed, that can really affect your, your, your experience. Um, Yeah. I just, by the end, when she breaks down, I'm just like, Why? You you got everything you wanted. I don't know. Not everything she wanted. Yeah. Not she everything. made the decision. She's the one who told him to shuffle off. She didn't want to talk yeah. to him anymore. Well, that's the thing. And she then, can't she can't have both. 
She's like, oh, well, I just moved to this new place. I'm going to hit on this white dude who shows up. Like a slut. I just, like, uh, she, she was, made the yeah. choice. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's her world she's got to live in now. I think so. that's what it's examining. Like, even uh, Arthur says at one point, you know, kind of cruelly, you know, uh, what if someone else had shown up instead of me? You'd probably just be lying in the I, bed with him, you know? I didn't take that as cruelly. I took it as more of an observation. Like, the only reason I'm in this bed with you now is because I just happened to be there at that moment when right. you were there. It's a it's a form of destiny, you know? I guess sure, I took yeah. that a little differently. I think if, I think it would... It might be beyond me if my my partner said that to me to be like, oh, so I don't really love you or y- 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 it, y- there's nothing it, about you specifically that I like, you know, that's not uh, that's where the cruelty about, comes though. in. It's about, I think it's a, a feeling that makes sense, but it's about just there's so many people in the world. You're never going to meet all of them. You're going to meet someone you make a go with. Yep. Well, yeah. Um, so Matt and I agree fully on this movie. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's both the best and worst movie ever. <laughs> I did want to make a uh, special call out to the music. I thought the music was amazing. Mm-hmm. I actually listened yeah. to it um, long before the movie even came out, uh, or you know, whenever whenever the soundtrack album hit streaming, I was listening to it because it's the two of the guys Grizzly from Bear the dudes, Grizzly yeah. Bear, Christopher Bear and Daniel Rawson. Uh, it it was initially when I when I was watching the movie, I was like, well, "Where's the music?" Because it it takes a while to really actually start showing up. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that that subtlety where it it's not just music all the time for the entire runtime. It's mm-hmm. you know very specifically targeted and uh, and the the kinds of things that that those two guys were doing with the instruments really fit with the um, with the overall tone and. Yeah. And thematic elements, I thought, really well. So I, I, I hope that one gets nominated for music, um, but it probably won't. So, yeah, again, it's very quiet. I do think that you, you may you mentioned that at times there wasn't music and at times there was, but it, it was sort of subtly woven in. But I thought one really effective thing was when they were when they were facing each other, waiting for the Uber, when it cuts back to the last time they saw each other when they were 12 just for just mm-hmm. for a second in absolute silence and then kicks back just to just to remind you where where their heads are you know and i thought and also gave them a second chance to have a better a, a real goodbye not a not a like um a, a slightly pissy 12 year old not <laughs> getting what he wants so he just says bye and walks away you know yeah. um so i thought that was really nicely done oh it was more than him just not getting what he wants she didn't even really tell him she was leaving Oh sure, yeah. I mean, she was, she definitely handled it poorly too, like a twelve year old would. Probably hurt by her not like even yeah. telling them she was leaving. Yeah, no, absolutely. Of course he was, because um, they're twelve and they don't know how to do things <laughs> at all. Yep. Hopefully, by by thirty six, even at twenty four, they didn't handle it the best way possible. And by thirty six, they they handled it a little bit better, if not perfectly. But I think they had a a, a solid. And you, even when he's driving away back to the airport in the, in the cab. For the first time, he doesn't look completely morose when he's looking out the window. I think that he he got something out of some kind of closure out of out of the encounter. Yeah, I think he did. I think that's going to wrap up our uh, discussion on past lives. Why don't you tell us what you think of it in the comment section? Uh, like and subscribe if you do that kind of thing. And if you want more content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com. And if you really liked it, go to buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos and you can buy us a taco. Thanks for listening. 
I caught it on audio. <laughs> And if you really liked it, go to buymeacoffee.com slash six. <sighs> the dog alarm's going off, Dave. Yeah. And if you and if you really liked it, hold on a second. <laughs> Is he gonna go kill those dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to murder these animals real quick. <laughs> it's muzzle time. <laughs> little duct tape. Maybe a brick and some string. He's going to cut this out, right? <laughs> no, this, this stays in. <laughs> and if you like uh, animal cruelty. Um, <laughs> yeah, where was I? Those dogs are not going to say another thing, are they? <laughs> no, they're done. <laughs> All right.